0: Welcome to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast where you will discover creative ways to improve your health and well-being. Someone may have told you that art isn't for you, but they were wrong. Anyone can create arts for the health of it. No talent or experience necessary. I'm just a little songbird.
1: Try to fly my way homeward with the melody
2: And I make the beat Don't know where it'll take me, take me Cause when I'm in the dark of night I sing my way back to the light Come along with me and your heart will see
1: That a song changes everything Oh Oh
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Arts for the Health of It. I'm your host, Richard Wilmore.
0: And I'm Constanza Roeder. And I think many of our listeners today can relate to the guests that we had today, Richard, because Gina Clark yes. is a creativity coach. Sorry, I'll say that slower. Creativity coach. and But she, does, she doesn't come from necessarily an arts background um, or even necessarily from a pres- professional creative background, um, but just came to creativity and creative expression kind of out of this core need and really healed herself in a lot of ways through creativity. And now she's helping others do the same. And it just is such an inspiring story. And she had such an amazing perspective about creativity.
2: Yeah. And so many people that we've talked to have been like, oh, I've been doing this for 40 years and I've came out of the womb with a paintbrush. (laughs) Um, But I love her story because she started really doing it more later in life, and I think that's a really great thing to talk about because so many people are older and haven't done the, anything artistic in years, and it's never too late, really. Like, she was like, I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: one day she was just like, I'm going to do it, and you'll hear her story. Um, But I loved that because – yeah. Anybody can. And she has some really
0: great free resources to offer. So listen to the end. She has some free some tips and tricks that she shares and then a free download that she will tell you about.
2: Yes. So let's get into it. (laughs) Gina Clark is an artist, writer, and creativity coach who believes everyone, even the most analytic people, can be creative with a little help. She is the founder of Gina Clark Creative, an online community that provides creative resources and coaching for people looking to ignite their creativity. She especially loves to help her fellow left brain creatives and analytic artists and believes that embracing your creativity is the ultimate act of self care. And she is here to unleash that in you. So take a listen to Gina Clark. We're uh, here with Gina Clark. Thank you so much, Gina, for jumping on with us. Thank you so much for having me. I want to start with what Gina Clark Creative is and how. You got to be creative. Where'd that come from? Um,
1: Well, that's that's probably a bit of a long and winded story, but perfect. uh, Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell it if you're up for it. Yeah. Um, So um, I've had Gina Clark Creative for about two years now. Um, It was called something else uh, before that, but I've changed it to my name now. Um, Because I think it better reflects what it is I'm trying to do around creativity and some of that stuff. Um, But basically, uh, I'm a creativity coach. And I work with all kinds of people. I love to work with people who are, um, you know, self described left brains, Mm. left brain creative that I'm very left brained, um, which kind of caused me to not embrace my creativity as much as I should have. Um, so I'd love to go into that a little bit. Um, and yeah, I just want to support, um, creativity and everyone and help Mm. everyone realize how powerful it is and how, um, I mean, I just think it's as natural as breathing Mm. and it's, I call it the ultimate act of self-care because there isn't much better that you can do for yourself, um, uh, for your mental health than be creative. So. I have a creative community, I have a small Facebook group, um, where people can just share their creativity, judge free, um, come in and talk about things like blocks and fear that's getting in their way. Um, And I'm starting to branch out myself into some of my own creative pursuits that I'm going to have on the website as well, like painting. Um, But yeah, that's all that to say, um, it took me a long time to get up the courage to even come close to thinking about doing anything like that. Hmm. Um, I, I think I was 45 when I kind of started toying around with maybe doing something. So, um, you know, not, not so young when I started. And uh, I would say as a kid, I was, I wasn't like the creative sibling, you know, we all get our labels in the family Um, my sister was the art artistic one and the creative one. And I was like the quote unquote smart kid. Um, so I wasn't like, you know, sitting around doodling and drawing and doing crafts all the time, but like, I had this like absolute fascination with art, um, to the point where I was like the weird little kid taking out like these. Big volumes from the library on Rembrandt, taking them home in like grade three. Wow, which just seems like bizarre to me now that I did that. But um, I had a really cool teacher in grade three who really you know encouraged um, us to look at art. So that probably had a lot to do with it. But you know, I was always like, you know, kind of designing homes in my head, and I was really interested in design. And as a a teenager, I loved fashion and design. And it all made me like really happy. Like, you know, we hear, I think we hear a lot, you know, think back to your childhood and those things that just sort of that you just did and that made you happy. And that, that, those things were, were that for me. Um, and then it came time to go to university and of course I was like, well, I can't, that's not a real job. I can't do any (laughs) of those things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not going to make you're not going to make a living, you can't do that, blah blah blah. So um and you know, I said I was very left brain, so I also had a lot of interest in sort of these like really analytical like different types of fields. Um so I went more in that direction and uh I got a degree in psychology um and I was lucky enough to have a history professor cuz that was my minor who brought a lot of art into her history lectures. And again, I was like, okay, like, this is what I love. This is what I want. So I'm switching into art history. I'm going into art history. So I got a degree in art history. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I didn't do anything with it. I became a police officer. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) So um, again, I think, I mean, I think the thread as we kind of go through this story is um, I made a lot of decisions that were fear-based mm. and, and it was fear around, you know, like putting yourself out there and, you know, cause creating is very vulnerable. It mm. can be. Um, so, yeah, I was a police officer for 12 years. Um, that was kind of my career. And then uh, when I had my kids, I resigned. Um went back to school for public administration. And so I, you know, like I had the master's degree, I had a great house life, uh, good husband, nothing to complain about, but I just felt very uh, empty. And I mm-hmm. felt very, I don't know, just like something was missing. And that made me feel really guilty because I continuously thought like, you know, what, why can't I be happy with what I have? What's wrong with me? Um, I don't have anything to complain about. Um, But there was something that was still like really pulling at me. And I didn't really know exactly what it was. Um, And through this time, like I would say that was a period of about maybe 15 years Oops. I had a lot of issues like, you know, chronic migraine headaches, uh chronic fatigue, anxiety, um all kinds of things, like just just sort of those like lingering troubles that never seem to go away and um I finally kind of hit a wall where my anxiety got to the point where I had to like really sit down and deal with it. Um, you know, and saw my family doctor and got some stuff straightened out. Um, and it was right around that time that I thought, you know what, like, life's too short. I have to start doing some things for me. And I have to start, like, stop being afraid. Um, so really slowly, I started, you know, just doing like little creative things. Um, just in a really small way. I started just, even if it was, I, you know, it, I, I would always encourage my kids to be really creative. So we had all kinds of art supplies and everything all over the house and, you know, and then I'm like, okay, you know, screw this. Like I'm picking up the crayons and a piece of paper. That's right. And I'm going to play around. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not just for the kids. Um, and just the more I did it, the more I felt like more joyful and happy and you know as time went on I got braver and started doing more things and I pulled out my camera which I used to you know play around with before before I had kids and you know started taking photos again and started learning about weaving and just anything it was like I was like this sponge right like I wanted to just do everything I could and I noticed that a lot of my health problems started to um go away. Hmm. And I wasn't feeling the fatigue and I wasn't feeling, you know, just sort of that like malaise. And I wasn't getting the headaches. Um and it really, really, the one thing it really helped with was anxiety. Hmm. Um and yeah, and as I, as I did this, um I decided to start a Pinterest account, which I'd never been on any social media or anything up until that point. And because I thought, like, this is so great, like, you know, I can take all these like visual images and put them together, and it's like just like eye candy for me, and I love it. And and in doing that, I came across, um, I think I came across a pin that led me to a website um, that talked about creativity coaching and this person. Mm-hmm was a creativity coach and and I had never heard of that before I didn't know there was such a thing um so I looked into it a little bit more and uh I decided to sign up and learn how to do this because I just thought you know there has to be more people out there like me who were struggling and they were too afraid to step into their creativity, or they didn't know how or they didn't know what to do. And I want to help people with that. And I want to help people realize that they can do it. And all of the excuses that, you know, we bring to the table, like I don't have time is a big one, hmm. or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, there's ways around that. And there's ways that we can move through that and get to that space where, you know, we're just creating. So yeah, that's how I kind of wound up where I am now. And, um, so yeah, like (laughs) that's like a 40 year journey that you just got, but (laughs) it really, it really took a long time for me to like overcome this, Mm. this fear. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, I have so many
0: questions. Um, I guess my first question is what types of people come to you? Um, and what, is there like a common, um, inciting incident that drives them to like want to explore their creativity. Um, yeah, I'm just curious about kind of the the background and types of people that you work with and why they seek you out. Um,
1: I, I find that there's a lot of people who are at that stage in life where if they have children, their kids have gotten older and they don't, you know, need their, their mom It's it's, it's mostly women. Uh, that I I have been working with Um, and they just feel like they've kind of lost themselves and they don't remember what they like to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're really looking for some assistance. And then, you know, sometimes there's people who don't have children who, you know, maybe, you know, in the early part of your career or in your life where you're kind of like learning how to adult and, and get all these things going and, and jobs are busy They've gotten to a point where things are more stable and steady and and same thing. They're just looking for some, you know, they're looking for some fulfillment and something that they love to do. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm finding it's kind of uh people who are maybe a little bit older um who, who are looking for support with this. Um and sometimes it's people who are grieving. They may mm-hmm. have lost their spouse or someone important in their life or a pet even. Um, and they're looking for something to fill that and and to help them feel whole again. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's, that's, those are probably two of the most common types of people. Yeah.
2: When did you put two and two together that it was the arts that were making all of these health issues go away?
1: It probably wasn't until I had been doing it for some time, like maybe a year or so. I certainly didn't start doing it thinking like, oh, this is going to help everything and make it feel better. Um, but I I just noticed, you know, it was just, I, I don't, you know, I don't remember the time, but there was a point in time where a light bulb went off. And I went, you know, <laughs> when I think back on the last year or six months, like, I just am not having the issues that I have chronically dealt with um, for a very long time. They're, they're just not cropping up as often. Um, And then it just continued to get better. The more I kind of poured myself into it. So, Hmm.
0: yeah. Why do you think um, creativity is so important?
1: I think I mean, I, like I, I alluded to before, I kind of think it's a basic life force. I mean, everything was created, right? Like the universe was created. We were created. It, it's, it's just, it's something that's necessary um, for life to continue and for us to exist. So I think it's a part of us. Um, but more practically, I think creating is just very mindful. It's a mm-hmm. very mindful activity. Um, And, you know, especially if you're working with your hands, um, and I know not everyone is creative, they don't work with their hands, but um, it it just kind of takes you out of your head. You're you're thinking about what you're doing, you're thinking about your creative project, Um, you're not worried about what happened yesterday or the argument you had with someone or, you know, something that you're anxious about tomorrow, you're just thinking about what's in front of you. And, um, so I just think it's a really nice way to practice mindfulness.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people may not think about arts and creativity being in that mindfulness category. And we hear so much about Mm -hmm. how important mindfulness is for health. We kind of get that more. And the image I think what we get when, when we think of mindfulness is, um, like meditation and Mm -hmm. yoga and things like that. But this is, um, there's this element of
1: mindfulness that's in creativity and in the arts. Yeah, really cool. absolutely. And I think too, like the important thing, um, what makes that statement true is having a really broad definition of creativity. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people who maybe don't think they're creative um don't have a very broad definition of creativity. Mm -hmm. They might think, you know, I hear a lot like, well, I can't draw all I can draw (laughs) is a stick figure or, or whatever. Um, But it's, it's, it's not drawing. That's not like, I can't draw. I can't draw at all, but I I consider myself extremely creative, but (laughs) it's, it's, and it's not necessarily just the arts, Um, you know, like the fine arts we can think about something like cooking Mm. is so creative um, woodworking. I have a friend who, uh, she's a course creator and that's her creative outlet because she loves putting the pieces together and figuring out how that's going to look in the end. Um, so there's so many different things. And I just, um, I just did an Instagram live with a friend of mine who is a former engineer who never thought she was creative at all. Very mathematical, very scientific. Um, and she's now a perfumer. And that's wow. Her, wow. her new job, and it's so <laughs> creative, but it's so scientific. And she mm. she said, like, you know, I wonder what kind of engineer I would have been if I had realized I was so creative Aww. when mm. I was doing that work. Um, so I think we need to be really, really broad about about creativity um, and how we define it, and yeah, and how mindful mm. it can be. Mm.
2: If you're doing Instagram lives, that means you've moved on from just Pinterest. So, congratulations.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well, how do
2: you. How do you feel about the social media world?
1: Uh, you know what? I have like a love hate relationship with it. I'm still pretty, I'm not on there going like, look, everybody, I cooked, you know, I made a grilled cheese sandwich and here's a picture of it. Um, okay. But um, I will say that it has opened a completely completely new world to me um, that has supported my creativity through all of Mm. this. Um, I have, um, when I say friend, this is a woman who lives in Miami that I've never met. um, And we became Instagram pals because we're both interested in what, what we're working on. Um, And just for myself, it's really helpful seeing other people that are working in creativity Looking at what artists are doing, musicians are doing, like it's just it's food for the soul. And I keep my feeds on both of them extremely positive. It's only what I want to see, and it's only inspirational things. Uh, so that really helps. But yeah, I love it's it's eye candy too. I mean, like Instagram can be so pretty. <laughs> you know, very
2: true. It's true. Yeah. When you um, first just like figured out what was happening in your world, did you think like, oh my gosh, I'm all, like, I found, like, the you, I have discovered this thing that no one has figured out yet? Or did you sense like, oh, maybe other people are doing this as well?
1: Well... I think I kind of figured I thought it was me like having this like, you know, epiphany that (laughs) this knowledge was being showered down on me only until I started, you know, going down some of these rabbit holes. And like I said, coming across the the creativity coaching um, and, and that really opened me up to to see like how broad this field is like there's so many people doing this work and doing it in different ways that are so cool. And that's, what's cool about it. Right. Because there's, you know, like you guys are doing something completely different than what I'm doing. And there's like 10 other people that are doing things that are completely different, but it's all about celebrating creativity and getting more people to, to embrace it. Um, So I definitely realize that I'm a, you know, a little piece of a very big puzzle, but uh, when it first happened, I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I, I,
2: something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a genius, yes. Yeah. That's oh. so funny. What's your uh, favorite creative uh, thing to do? Um,
1: I'm like, well, here, let me, let me put it this way. My favorite thing to do is uh, interior design and decorating. Like, Mm. I love it. And I love color. So like picking paint colors and stuff like that, I absolutely adore. But I am trying to move through my fears a little bit and move into some more um, personal type of creative work. And I'm learning watercolor painting right now. Mm. So that's that's my little creative outlet. And I'm really learning to love it. So, cool. but yeah, I don't consider myself very good at it yet.
2: <laughs> you don't have to be.
1: No, no. I think that's your
0: whole the whole point of exactly of what you're doing yes. why you're doing it. This yeah. might be like more of um, an existential or philosophical question, but why do you think there is so much resistance to um, to creativity?
1: I well, I spoke to this a little bit at the beginning, but I think it's, it, it's very vulnerable. There's a lot of vulnerability involved. I mean, if you're creating art or you're creating something, it's a piece of you. Um, and I think too, if we want to talk again about a broad definition of creativity, I think people think that, and I certainly bought into this for years, which is what held me back. Um, that if you're not like a professional artist or you know, making these like masterpiece oil paintings and showing them in galleries, like it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not true at all. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what holds a lot of people back. Uh they they have these like expectations, like these pressures that they've put upon themselves to, to perform in a certain way that really don't need to be there. And you don't need to get there to be creative. Um, and when I work with people, I like to focus on process, not product. Mm. Um It's not about what the end result is, it's about what's happening in the process and what you know, what it's bringing to your life. Um You know, the product may come, the product may improve with time, the product may improve with practice. Um, it may it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you show it or not, if you keep it to yourself or not. Um, It's all about, you know, what you're doing, uh, the act of creativity. But yeah, I think people have this impression that it's, you know, you're sort of like ripping your soul bare to the world if you want to be creative. And, and that's pretty scary.
2: Mm. Mm. Good answer i mean when you say it like that it does sound really scary yes it does (laughs) i want to take a quick break and then come back because you have something free for everybody who's listening that i want to talk about and then you also have um something that everybody can do uh some small steps that everybody can do on their own to start being creative so we'll be right back with gina clark after these little commercials Whether you consider yourself a musician
0: or not, music is all around us, and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Minty Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business, and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com
2: slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. We're back with Gina Clark here on Arts for the Health of It. Gina, you have an activity for everyone listening that I think would be really cool um, for who want to start or maybe if they've already started, just a quick something that they can take a little bit of their day to do.
1: Sure. Um, I'm all about small steps. That's a huge piece of um, the type of coaching that I do. Um so we were talking a little bit before about you know I think we overwhelm ourselves and we put these big expectations upon ourselves but if if you're wanting to get started and you don't really know how um just try something for 5 minutes at a time and even 2 minutes at a time to start and and that can be something as simple as looking through Pinterest to get ideas it, you know, if you don't have art supplies handy or you don't know what it is yet that, that makes you, um, you know, your heart flutter <laughs> when, when you're in the act of, of this, doing this creativity, um, just start for five minutes, sit down and color with crayons for five minutes, um, and just see where it takes you, and don't have any more expectations than that. Hmm. don't think about, you know, if I'm not sitting down for an hour or half an hour, if I don't have some product at the end, it doesn't matter. Um, One of my favorite things that my, um, my creativity coach mentor taught was um, make something small and crappy. Hmm. Like It's okay to make something small and crappy. Just (laughs) do it. Sit down and draw something with your, you know, non-dominant hand um, for fun. And -hmm. that's where you start. Don't, don't think about making a, a masterpiece that has to go into a gallery. Mm-hmm. And the more you sit down and do it, the easier it's going to get. And you're probably going to stay for longer than five minutes. Um, but to start with, that's all you need.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. That's good. And also, if you're the one person who has only spent five minutes on Pinterest, please contact <laughs> us because we'd like to talk to you because I don't think that has <laughs> ever happened in the history <laughs> Um, and you have a gift for everybody listening or watching. I
1: do. Um, if you go to my website, which is ginaclarkcreative.com, uh, you will see a button where you can get a free guide, and it's uh, called Five Steps to Unlocking Your Creativity. So if you're struggling to get started or, you know, maybe you were creative at a point in your life and you want to get back into it, these are five really easy concrete steps that you can take to sort of get yourself going again and get, you know, moving on that creativity train.
2: Mm. Great. I want to download it. I know. I love when (laughs) things are easy and quick Mm -hmm. because then it's like you can just like do it and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad, especially if you're kind of afraid of starting maybe. Yeah. How can people best connect with you? Obviously, follow her on Pinterest because that's your favorite platform. But it's you.
1: yeah, so I have my website, as I mentioned, GinaClarkCreative.com. Uh, I'm on Pinterest, um, Gina Clark Creative. And uh, same thing on Instagram. It's at Gina Clark Creative. Um, and I have a Facebook group called the Creativity Collab. So if you're interested and you just want to you know, an easy place to share your creativity and talk about uh, your creative activities and bounce ideas off people. Um, you can come join us there and that's free as well. Very cool. Love it.
2: Anything else, Donzi? I, I, no I, I, I feel mean, like this is a topic is this,
0: we could, this is like know, my favorite person, topic.
2: Every person <laughs> we could have on here for four hours. I know. <laughs> and every person we're like, I, I want you to come back and uh, talk more with us please but thank you for jumping on today and talking to us we appreciate it
1: thank you so much for having me Um, I love what you guys do so I really appreciate uh, that I was able to join you today thank Um, you
2: so much we're happy to have you go to um heartsneedart.org click on the podcast link for all of the notes from today's episode with gina clark and make sure you subscribe wherever you're watching or listening and we will see you you'll hear us next week everyone keep creating Bye. Bye. Thank
0: you for listening to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers, in partnership with the National Organization for Arts and Health. You can help others learn about the healing power of the arts by subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen or watch. The podcast is hosted by Richard Wilmore, co-hosted by Constanza Rader. Our theme song, Songbird, is written and performed by Natalie Lane. Visit heartseedart.org to learn how you can support our mission to create joy with people facing life-altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create art for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Heartseat Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.